To the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Ryan Dunnigan. Doing our super special Christmas episode as usual, which is never that special. Well, never really any... Actually, they were a little bit more special back in the day. I think it was just... I think back before, because we had to really get across, it was Christmas. Now it just happens to be an episode we do during Christmas times. We just... What'd you do? Oh, Christmas shit. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Before it's like, oh, okay, we watched Jingle All the Way, we did something like that, but you know. Before we get too much into that, I actually got Spencer a Christmas present, and uh, what it was is, it's basically a pinup of Nedry from Jurassic Park. But a sexy pinup. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like, it has the ba- it has the zebra stripe background, he's fully clothed, thank God, but he also has like this, you know, look like, <laughs> he has a soda cannon in his hand, he's basically in the same exact pose the girl is on like his uh, window, on his uh, computer screen. And uh, I was just walking out of... I got this at the Balboa Theater, which is the independent movie theater I always go to in my uh, neighborhood. And uh, they always have like a couple of just like independent prints of local artists. So our, our local artists, uh, independent artists like uh, prints and whatnot. So I saw this, like, holy fuck, I know Spencer's going to like this. This will make a perfect Christmas gift. So I got it for him, and I just want to give the person a shout-out. Her name is Emma Munger. And uh, she, I actually, I didn't realize that she actually, she has a website, emmamunger.com. And it was one of those things, like, once I actually clicked on it, I'm like, oh my god, I actually kind of know this person. Not, like, super well, but I sort of already know her. But she has a lot of great, uh, she's a really great artist, and she has a lot of uh, funny, like, pinups of different characters from Jurassic Park, as well as other shows and movies. And some that aren't even, like, you know, meant to be pinups that are just actually just really good artwork. So... Check her out. Really good artwork. Yeah, that's a sweet picture. I, I can't wait to make other folks jealous when they come over. There's one of, like... <laughs> a lot of people are like... First, they're going to... Before... I mean, people who don't know Jurassic Park that well, like, is that Newman? Well, also, it would look kind of... If you didn't know who that was, it'd be like, why do you have a sexy fat man picture on your wall? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you didn't know what it was... And, yeah, I guess somebody might go if that's Newman, too. But most of you know Newman, you know Nedry. Yeah. It hand in hand. Well, I was just flipping through them, and they had, they had one of Allie, they had one of Alan Grant, and they had one of, uh, of, uh, um... Dr. Wong? Is that his name, Dr. Wu? Or, or Do- no, B.D. Wong's his name. Um, it's, uh, Dr. Wu. Dr. Wu, I was combining, yeah. <laughs> combining the actual actor and the character together. <laughs> That, yeah, that one of Dr. Wu. Dr. Wu was funny just because he's like in a, he's like in a scientist outfit, but it's like kind of a, mo- a mo- mocking of that sunscreen thing, like a raptor. Yeah, copper tone, whatever, like yeah, a little girl. The raptor is like bites his pants, revealing his ass, and he has this look like, ooh, you know, <laughs> while he's like working on something. So. And then I thought the Ian Malcolm one was pretty hilarious too because he's just there like with his shirt off where he's all like cut up. Just looking all just sexy. spread out, and I think it said something about chaos theory. I don't remember what, but I remember the the uh, Samuel Jackson one had him all like stretched out, arms like behind like his a head, computer chair or something like that. I think it was, and it said like, "Hold on to your butts." <laughs> Fucking hilarious. And one of like Maldoon just like squatting down with his legs kind of like you know Super stretched wide. out, you know, looking behind him, and it's this clever girl like right above his ass. <laughs> So yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty hilarious, pretty funny prints. And there's also some Fraser stuff and Bond girl stuff and beyond that. Yeah, so check her out when you can. And that was emmamunger.com. Yeah, super simple, easier to remember. Yeah. A lot of M's and U's to put in there. But 
Yeah. Beyond that, though, I'm just kind of up for the holidays and just trying to cram in as much Christmas cheer last minute because it's one of those things lately it's been kind of like, when you get older, it's just kind of like, oh, it's Christmas time. You're like, oh, fuck, it's literally like tomorrow, you know? Yeah, well, when you're a kid, it's the biggest deal known to mankind. And this is what I think it all comes down to because when you're a kid, once again, you're lucky if you're making $5 a month, or at least back in the day, making $5 a month. Probably nowadays, a kid's average like wage maybe is 15 to $20 a month. I'd probably assume due to inflation. But when we were kids, five bucks was kind of like the going rate. Five bucks was, if you made five bucks a week, dude, you were fucking rolling. Well, I was like, for a while, when I was, there's that period before you're, you know, you're almost, the concept of allowance you don't really understand as much. And then your parents teach you, like, all right, well, pick up the dog shit, take out the trash. No, no, don't eat it. Yeah, don't eat it. It looks so much like chocolate, Bob. Right? It's not, I understand. (laughs) You got a weight problem, we get it. Don't, please, you know. No, but um, it's uh, uh, it's one of those things, like, so it almost take, like, you know, six whole months to save up for a video game. So second one, Christmas yeah, it, would, it would take fucking forever. That's when, like, when used games, when I discovered that, that was, like, the golden fucking thing. It was like, oh, my God, I could get a brand new Mission Impossible copy for, like, 20 bucks. Box? Well, that only takes like one month to save up to instead of two and a half, you know? It was like the greatest thing ever. So Christmas was that time like, all right, here you are for the year, you yeah, know? Here you go. Here, here's what's going to cover you, you know, for quite some time. And then you got the, and then there might be the, like, you know, the one or two cool, really awesome gifts for your birthday. You know what I mean? From yeah. your folks, that is, you know, so. that. But um, but birthday also mostly involved, like, you'd have your buddies come over, so they might get a game that you kind of wanted, or an action mm-hmm. figure, or something like that. Yeah. So you had that, but that was kind of like what it was. That's why you, I think that's why those things were so important, because when you get kind of older, you're like, I don't know. What the, yeah, when it's like your birthday, me- it's like, eh, don't remind me. And then when it gets Christmas, people always ask, it's like, well, what, what do you want? It's like, I don't need anything. Don't need anything. And, like, they really, it's one of those, it's like, it's, it goes both ways, kind of, because I'm like, I really don't want anything for Christmas. I can't really think. I mean, there's some stuff that like that'd be cool to have, but I would feel legitimately bad asking for that. You know. Well, for me so, too, it's like it's like I I kind of go like I have money. I can buy anything I want. Realistically, there's mm-hmm. nothing that like you know what I mean. Like I can get anything I need. You know what I mean? If I want a game, I just slap down some money on somebody. You know, if mm-hmm. I wanted like something new that was a little bit bigger, like a new computer, I just slap some money down on somebody. That's not like. When you were a kid, when there was like, oh my god, this is the only way I'm going to be able to get a PlayStation, you know? Is if I put if I put all my bets on the Christmas. Yeah, so it's like whenever someone does like get me like something really, ever since probably like, like probably like high school, that's kind of where I started feeling bad about that kind of thing. Whenever <laughs> somebody does, because by that point in high school, it's like, oh, I'm actually making actually have a paycheck now, you know? But, yeah, it's um, like the second you kind of start making money, it's just. The idea of like, it's like, oh, it's not necessary. I mean, it's you know, I always feel like little gifts. You know, that's, that's what you give. Just give, give something small. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like anything extraordinary. It's like, and then, then you'll add, then you'll ask, you know, your folks or whoever, like, what do you want? Like, don't get us anything. It's like it's like a two way street of people that don't want you that don't want to get something for you, but you don't want to get, but you don't want anything for yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, then, then I feel like I'd rather get my, I'd, I'd rather have my parents actually not give me anything and have me get them something. If that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. No, I get. It's, you. Like, it's like I almost feel it's like it's like the giving back. It's like it rotates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally got my folks something this year, and they told me not to. But it's like, you know, whatever, you know. But like you the, said, it's kind of like their turn. I think. Other than that, though, it's like, just in recent times, it's just I keep seeing these all these sales. It's like my like weakness is like sales to like either comic books or video games and movies. You know, to the point where I feel like I almost have sort of a problem for the fact that, and this has gone on for many of years, but I realize that I have so much more content. 
that I have any time to fucking watch. Like, unless I get fucking Tom Hanks dropped off on an island and all of a sudden a couple <laughs> FedEx boxes load with all my shit that's been, <laughs> that has yet to be played, watched, and so on, and I got some solar power to keep me company. Like, there is no way I'm ever going to go through, e- like, not even, like, half, not even a third of this stuff I have. I think about that sometimes. That's I'm going to die knowing that I'd never finished some certain things. That's when a volleyball floats to shore. Like, I don't need this shit. Kick that away. <laughs> Fucking drop kick it back into the ocean. <laughs> no one wants you, Wilson. Yeah, I got fucking Wilson the game here on PlayStation that I've yet to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's a Steam sale. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, it's like the PlayStation sale and the Xbox sale. Thank God at least the Nintendo never really has that great of sales. <laughs> Thank God Nintendo's just a bunch of cheap bastards. That... <laughs> they really are. Like, I always take a look at the Nintendo sale. I'm like, why is there like almost never anything on sale Because they're Nintendo. They know they can do well, it. We know you're, you're just going to pay 60 bucks. Get used to it. It's kind of funny. I went to go see uh, I went to go see Rogue One with my folks, and my 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 dad hardly ever goes to the movie theater, but he's willing to go to see Rogue One. And you know, we're at that point where they have like uh, you know commercials, not not just movies, but commercials at playing the theater. And there's one for like Super Mario Run. He looks at me. He's like, "That shit's still around." <laughs> I like how it takes you damn by surprise, too. <laughs> like, he has to look left and right like he's still in the right world. Like, he yeah. didn't fucking just take the red pill last night. Yeah. <laughs> well, how, like, she's like, yeah, I think it is one of those things when you're older, like, uh, from older generations. Like, what happened? You got too old and just moved on to the next fucking thing. Now it's like, this shit's here to stay, you know? Well, I think that is true. That's almost like the difference between, like, our generation and almost like our parents' generation. Is that it's like, no, no, you go through phases of life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You start off as a boy. And you play with toys, then you become like you a teenager, a and you got a bike. Yeah, you got a bicycle, and you, you go got to a the job war. In the factory. <laughs> yeah, then you go to war, <laughs> then you come back and you raise a family, and then you have to put up with realizing why thirty years later there's still Super Mario content. Yeah, why are they still like why the fuck are they still watching these cartoons? Granted, these ones swear now, but still. <laughs> It's actually kind of funny, because like on that Super Mario run, I want to say I saw an article that said the Nintendo stock actually kind of dropped from that one. And I think it's just due to the fact that it's like, it is, it's one of those ones, I know what it's made for, it's made to be one of those games like, oh fuck, I got like five minutes to kill, okay, jump, 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 ah fuck, okay, jump, jump, get some coins, go. And I think that's what it's supposed to be, it's not meant to be like, oh, sit down and fucking get all 120 stars. Well, I love Mario, but nothing about that game jumped out to me. No pun intended. Nothing about that game jumped out to me and really got read my attention. I'm just like, oh, so it's like new Super Mario Brothers. Only you're running constantly and you have to tap to jump. Yeah, if you there's thought- another game called, called Mario Typing. It was kind of similar. Yeah, but actually had more like creativity put <laughs> yeah. into it. Well, that's the thing. It's like. Super, new Super Mario Brothers is already kind of, to me, like, the most dumbed-down version of Mario. I'm not saying it's not fun, but it definitely is just, like, let's make Mario as simplistic as possible for the future. <laughs> they found a way to make it even simpler! Well, my thing about, like, New Super Mario Brothers, originally I was so excited because it, it seemed like years since we got a side-scrolling Mario game. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they got new Super Mario Brothers for Wii U, for, like, for the Wii. Regular Wii. And it was just like, oh, fuck, they're still going on! And then, like, you know, they came out, then they just... Next thing you know, six I don't know later. how many. I don't know how many they have now. There's so many now. Well, let's see, there was the new Super Mario Brothers for DS, new Super Mario for Wii, new Super Mario for Wii U, new Super Mario Brothers 2 for 3DS. I have that one, yeah. New Super Mario Brothers 3D Land for 3DS, and new Luigi. Super Mario Brothers World for 3DS. And then, and then, oh, and then, then there was the Luigi Bone... That... That was more like an, I guess, an expansion pack. But it was still its own separate game that you could just play as Luigi and not Mario. 
I guess that's true. Oh, mine came together all in one, but... Yeah. So it's like, I guess it's kind of like the Red Dead Redemption, like... An Undead, Undead Nightmare. Yeah. Fuck, you know. I love that. Such a good, I know, it's like, they have, I keep seeing it like an Xbox one, I'm like, dude, I, I should fucking play that again. Yeah. Like, sounds weird, like, I would almost go back and play Undead Nightmare more than even Red Dead Redemption. That, that to me is like, I hands down, probably the best DLC I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, the thing about it, I think, is it actually felt like you got your bang for your buck, and you could actually, uh... I think it actually it was one of the few times. I mean, not later down the line, you're not too worried, but like how bullets were currency after a while. Yeah, and that whole thing is it actually gave you like one of the few like fear. Like only two games I think that actually made me kind of worried about like oh shit, I'm actually kind of low on ammo. Was uh, actually four or three when I think about it. Like Resident Evil Four because that's the only Resident Evil game I've really played the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Undead Nightmare and then Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Only three games where I felt kind of like, okay, I got enough bullets to get through this area, but I can't, like, throw them away like candy or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. And I think the thing about Undead Nightmare, I mean, nowadays it's kind of like you fucking throw a stone and every game's got, like, their zombie version of something or another. But at that time period, that wasn't really, like, that was kind of almost like a brand new concept, you know? Mm -hmm. Call of Duty might have had their, their, oh, no, they think they had their zombies in World War II on Call of Duty Five by that point. But still, the idea of having, like, take your regular game and then make a zombies mode was kind of rare. But to top it off, the thing that made Undead Nightmare so cool was, like, that was actually one of the best survival horror games I had ever played. And it gave me a feeling that I've never gotten any other game. Resident Evil's never gave it. You know, Last of Us has never given it. You know, nothing else of that sort has given me, like, that same kind of eerie feel you have of being out there in the Wild West on your horse. And then all of a sudden, fucking bunch of zombies come running after you. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? It was one of those things that you could, like, you know, you didn't want to stay You didn't want to, like, be off your horse too long walking out there. Because zombies could just run after you. Like a zombie cougar or some shit. Yeah, exactly. So there's just so much cool stuff like that. But, man, those... I don't know what it was. Those sales, though, for PlayStation and everything. I'm just fucking making it rain to, like, <laughs> PlayStation and Steam and eh, Xbox, not so much. But still, it's there to the... I, I guess to the point where, like, PlayStation goes, Hey, you spent so much money. Here's 15 bucks. Spend some more! <laughs> no, 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 stop it. I don't need more. A flash sale? Why is there a flash sale on top of a holiday sale? Are you crazy? <laughs> It's like Hotel California, you can check in, but you can never... Ch- you can check in, but never check out. Well, it's like one game I got... Is that the fucking line? You can come in, but you can never leave... Whatever the fuck... I hate that yeah. song. Yeah, well... It, it's actually one of, it's one of the many songs, like, if you didn't hear it very much at the time, you're like, that's a great song. But when it's been played a billion times, and I've come to the conclusion, I'm like the dude, I don't really like the Eagles. I like I like I'm Joe just, Walsh. I really fucking hate the Eagles! The favorite thing is, like, it's, like, it's some angry black dude who loves the Eagles. Like, get the fuck out! <laughs> he, like, pulls them out of the taxi cab <laughs> on the side. No, but, like, I mean, you know, you got, uh, you got like, Desperado. Beyond that, I'm just kind of like, oh, no more Eagles. Shit. But I got this game. Yeah, I, yeah, I think you would, game. You, you would actually really dig it. And by, if you were able to buy it on PlayStation, you should get it. It's pretty sweet. Um, and this is one of these games I've known about for a while. It's been out for DS, 3DS for maybe like maybe over a year or somewhere around there. But that's sometimes how these kind of indie games go. They can be out for a long time, but they just, it's not like other video games where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, been there, done that, played that. Sometimes those ones can sit for a while, and then they start building up kind of steam. Mm-hmm. But, um, actually, that's almost like a pun on the title. The game's called Steam World Heist. I think I've heard about it. See, that. yeah, that's, I mean, you, it's one of those ones you've heard about. Like, I've known about it for a while, and I, I didn't pay too much attention to it. It's like, ah, it's on 3DS, whatever, you know. So the side-scrolling cool. one, and you have, you have like, a grappling hook, you're kind of sneaking around, kind of? No, it's not that at all. Um, what it is, it is side-scrolling, sort of, but it's turn-based, like Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm-hmm. So it's an RPG, 
And it's got kind of this cool concept. It's like almost like way in the future when robots all leave Earth after the humans have been dead for a while. Mm-hmm. There's like different types of robots. You got kind of like the steam bots, which are all kind of like your liberal, free fighting, good people who run off steam. And then you got the Republican robots, which all run off diesel, and they're pretty much like the neo Nazis of the future. Are they basically the, the, the distinguish them as the Republican bots? Yeah, they kind of make them like Republican Nazi bots, okay. in a sense. They come in riding in an elephants and all that kind of shit? <laughs> yeah, close enough. Well, there's no animals or anything in this. I think robot it's all, elephant. Yeah, it's all it's all robots, but yeah. They are definitely the ones that are like super in power. They're like the Empire from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it's got this cool thing to it, because not only is it robots in space, but picture robots in space mixed with Western and pirate elements. That sounds pretty cool. So what you do is like, you do your missions or whatever, and it, I mean, it, it plays out just like Final Fantasy Tactics. Except for it's side-scrolling. And you land on, like, a ship. And the ships are always kind of, like, randomly generated. So you can't really... Even if it's the same mission, it's still going to be sort of differently located. Mm -hmm. And you go inside there and you raid these other ships. And, you know, you fight off other pirates or kind of cowboy-like people. And, you know, you just grab loot and everything. It's a real simple concept, Mm -hmm. you know. And then you leave and then you kind of continue on. There's a little story going on and everything like that. And this is one of these games... This is actually what really sold me on the concept. I pulled out... I think it must have just came out on the Wii U. Maybe it came out on the PS4 not too long ago. Two is because it was in the last Nintendo Forest, which is like literally the best video game magazine known to mankind. In all my years of reading every magazine, this one trumps them all by far. Mm-hmm. But they had that game in there for a review, and it got a fucking 10 out of 10. I was like, holy mm. fuck, 10 out of 10. I gotta start... Looking into this, I'll just wait till it goes on sale, and then it was on sale for seven ninety nine. I'm like, fucking a, throw some money. I'll probably, ch- I'll probably check that out when I get home because it actually does sound interesting. Fuck, it's just like sci-fi a, western, sci-fi with pirates. western with pirates, and then like robots in space, and yeah, you get all these cool characters and things like that. And as I said, it's kind of like a simple concept, but it's just super fun. And then I mean, they even got things like you know, you got your guns, and since it's all side scrolling, you know, you take your different turns, you go back and forth, but you know. You could, like, ricochet bullets, like, off the walls to get these cool shots where it's, like, you know, hit up, down, left, right, and then it comes and hits the guy in the back of the head or something like that. That sounds pretty awesome. Like, it, it's totally cool. I'll have, to, I'll have to just show it to you when we're done with this podcast because I was just really impressed at it. And as I said, like, if it just came out in Nintendo Force, it must not have been out for that long on the consoles. Now, 3DS, I know it's been out for a while, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking, fucking amazing. You know what I mean? It, it's weird. The, more and more... Those are the games I, th- I seem to look more forward to than anything else lots of times. Is I, or I enjoy more. Let me rephrase that. Because I don't really necessarily look forward to them because I don't know about them. And then all of a sudden they just show up on my doorstep. Yeah, it's kind of like... there's. I want to get that Horizon Zero Dawn or that game is. It looks cool, but... Oh, is that the, the Sony game? It's like post-apocalyptic and it's like... It looks like you're kind of like doing a lot of hunting. But all animals have been replaced with robots by this point, And robots are trying to hunt down humans. That game looks really cool. I'm probably going to, before I throw down... Now, I'm, I am, at this age, I am also a lot more cautious. Like, I just won't throw down, like, 60, <clears throat> 60 bucks. Like, Let's see what fucking happens, you know? Now I am way more of a cheap bastard. Like, how did it do? Do people, do other people I know like it, you know? Yeah, Without yeah, looking, yeah. Going, without going too much into this again, without going into IGN, you know, so... Well, for me, it's like, this This is like the, this is the double-edged sword to all that. Is when you get on Amazon Prime... I know. I always talk about this. If you got Amazon Prime and you got the fucking Amazon Prime card and all that good stuff, it's like just put me the Amazon podcast. Wait, we we are we are technically sponsored by Amazon. So if you do want to like purchase anything off Amazon, use one of our links either on the podcast description or on our website oldmanoings.com. You know, sends us a little something our way without taking anything from you extra. But um, 
Going back to Amazon, though, it's like, no, it's like, it really Rapist is like folks. one of them. They fucking, like, they just rape the shit out of, like, GameStop, Walmart, Best Buy, anybody else who's selling video games. It's like, how can you compete to this? This is such a fucking good deal. You pre-order a game, or you buy it in the first week off Amazon, you get 25% off. That's fucking $15 off a $60 game. And you can get it off, like, the Super Special Edition one. So if you bought a game for 120 bucks, like, one of those ones, you get fucking $30 off. So this is what happens to me. It's like, I go up a game, it's like, well, fuck. Even if it's a game, it's like, well, you know, I did kind of want to get it. It's not like I have to get it day one. That really makes me go like, fuck, I need to get it day one now. Because here's the thing. Even if I want to play in two months, it's not going to be that fucking cheap. I can say right now, folks, believe me, there is not a gun pointed to his head making him say this. This is all... (laughs) This is all... This is all legitimate. You know what I mean? You think someone with an Amazon shirt is like, fucking say it. Fucking say it. Just like, dude, it's just, it's just that good of a deal. It's like one of those ones, and it blows my mind when people still go out and buy games in the retail and go to GameStop and spend their sixty dollars. My thing there. is, my thing is, I, the reason I still go to retail is just because, even though I live in a place where I wildly, I, I have, I readily have the internet available now, way more than I did before. I still have this situation where people can just like, if I have a package coming, they just drop it right on my stoop, and. uh I have, like, you know, there's a crazy homeless lady that lives down the road that lives on the street, and she just kind of goes by checking the stoops and just starts grabbing, like, whatever, you know? Yeah. So, you know, if I've had I've had a T-shirt go missing. Nothing too big, but I've had, like, a T-shirt, like, go missing that way. So I'm at the point now where just like, ah, oh, fuck it. I mean, I could probably throw down money for a P.O. box. But, she, but, yeah. I was like, too bad they didn't put a lock on your thing like they do at, like, some apartment buildings. Or just, like, a little slot to slide whatever into, you know. Because like every that. apartment I've ever been at, they've always kind of had, like, generally a lock. Either that or you'd get the, pa- you'd go pull the packages up from, like, behind the office area, but, you know, There's the, no... the postman has his, you know, master key, and then you, everybody has their own, like, one. But... Don't work that way. It's literally just leaving it right on the doorstep. Yeah, that, that see, that kind of sucks. I mean, that that's one reason right there, but for the most part, though, it's like, God, you know, you get the $15 off. Like, I went out, I... Fuck life. I'm going to pre-order Resident Evil 7. You know what? God damn it. Does the game look that good? No, but it's the only Resident Evil we're probably going to get in two years, so. Well, I guess think about Resident Evil 7 for a second. I mean, this is, granted, this is someone who's not a diehard Resident Evil fan, but it does look like, I saw, the more I saw of it, it looks more like, um, you actually can fight back. There is guns. Yeah, that, that's what I saw. There, since and, I saw that there's guns, and since it is technically a continuation of the story, it's not like they're rebooting it or doing anything goofy like that. It's just first person. It keeps it wasn't, I think is the only thing that really bothers you is it's first person. No, or that is actually the, is like the least bothering. Is it the Texas Chainsaw Massacre thing about it? Mainly to me is I just this is what I just hope it's not because I hate I full on real. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that somebody else can't like these type of games, but to me, I really do not like those type of survival horror games like Outlast, where you just sit there and just take punishment from enemies and you can't do anything about like, ow, he's hitting me with an axe. I can't do anything. This is supposed to be scary. That's not fucking scary. That's just obnoxious and annoying. Like, I do not like those kind of games. Now, I'm not saying anything against Outlast. If you like that kind of stuff, cool. I just don't want to, like, hunker around in fucking lockers all day long, hopefully hoping this guy's going to leave. I feel like ever since PT, it's kind of started something. I mean, there's always been, like survival horror games with psychological elements I don't know what the name was I think the game even Fost or something like that but there was like I saw like this seven minute preview of this game where you're inside of a house it looks a lot like PT you're walking around mm-hmm. things are slightly changing you'll go in the room all the lights go out TV comes on there's just a single eye like a ghost appears for a second just that kind of like jump scare type shit 
and there's little subtle things, and like you'll walk around a corner and you'll see like a foot, like of a little of a dead little girl walk by. You know, like I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm really tired of all like these. I mean, I get it. They're trying to evoke a certain emotion. I guess they're doing it. But I'm getting to that point where I'm getting really tired of like a lot of these first-person like survival horror games where it's just... It, the thing is, they, not very many of them have even come out yet. These are all just... Like, I mean, Outlast is one of them, I guess. Yeah, it's been out for a couple of years. But, but I mean, no. I guess these ones that are way more, I guess, psychological in some aspect. Like The psychological part doesn't bother me because that reminds me of like... Did you ever play back on GameCube fucking... Um... Oh, jeez, what the heck was that game called? Well, I mean like, all right, like uh, Alan Wake or whatever. No, that's like the Xbox 360. Um, no, that was on. That was on. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. That was. Yeah. Well, no, no but there's. Um, I'm just saying because they have a lot of these games now where it's like it's focusing a lot more on these psychological kind of aspects, and it's a haunted house, and you're just trying to basically. It's kind of like the PT demo. I played that, and yeah, it was scary, but it was more but of it just was fucking retarded. <laughs> it, was it was like. Oh, I just better play. Like, boy, is this not fun at all? <laughs> just walking through rooms. What's in this room? What's in this room? Oh, jump scare! Keep on going. Yeah, to me, it's like. I know what it is. I, I I just don't like when the fun's taken out of the game. And not saying it's like I'm, I'm all into horror and survival horror, but I just don't like that. Like, in a sense, either one, you just always have to run away. I mean, if, if there's a moment where you have to run away, fine. But that, and then the other thing, I always kind of hate in games. I hate things that are like one hit kills or this enemy cannot be killed whatsoever. You know, I look at here's a perfect example of having something that this does bother some people, but Nemesis in Resident Evil Three. The thing about Nemesis in Resident Evil 3, yeah, he's kind of that unstoppable enemy, and you probably should run away from him most of the times, but at the end of the day, if you did want to sit there and just shoot the living daylights out of him, you could always take him down. Now, obviously, he comes back, but the thing was, you could stop him at that moment. You always could stop him at that moment. Was it always worth doing it? Not so much, unless you want to collect those magical gun parts that gives you the best gun later in the game. But still, for the most part, you could take him down. You know, where something like Outlast, you can't. You just sit there and just get hit in the face with an axe until you finally die. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care if people go, oh, well, you know, they're not, that guy in Outlast is not trained at all. Like, he's not going to sit there and just get, like, his dick slapped around until he dies. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I just imagine just Pyramid Head coming in, like, pull down your pants. Well, pull down your pants. <laughs> just slapping his dick. Like, oh, oh, stop it, Pyramid Head. Yeah, you fucking like that bitch. <laughs> You know, well, it's even My Silent cold, Hill. dead, clammy hands just slapping your fucking dick. In Silent Hill, you, you can always shoot everything if you want to. Mm-hmm. Even though the one thing about Silent Hill, this is the thing that's... Whenever I play a Silent Hill game, you kind of realize that most things can't kill you in that game. And the second that you know that, you're like, oh, well, it's just like... Like you're just so weak you can kill them easily? or is No, it just, it's like... Just, cause like Resident Evil, the thing that makes Resident Evil so much... I think this is why I always thought Resident Evil was much scarier and things like that. Is everything can fucking kill you. That dog comes out of the corner, he's going to jump on you and fucking bite your throat out. That zombie comes by, he's going to grab you and rape you on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. everybody's out to get you. And Silent Hill, a lot of things are just meant to be scary, and then you realize that, oh, they can't grab you, they won't jump on you. No, not, you know, some things will, but for the most part, a lot of things don't, so it's like, oh, I just keep going. So it's just like, it's ugly, kill it! Like that. <laughs> yeah, it almost is. Or it's like, it's ugly, just run past it, because it can't get you. They're just like, I'm like, we're the town welcoming community, oh, get the fuck away! Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. So it's like that, or you just run past it because there's no necessary reason to. That's the thing, though. It's like I hope with Resident Evil Seven, I, I, I'm giving the best intentions. Fuck. It, once again, as I said, it's all, it's the only Resident Evil we're gonna probably get for two years because we haven't had anything really since Revelations Two. So might as well take what you got and be grateful. And you know, I mean, you can sit there and complain all you want, but in the in the vibe of video games, uh, still serving the vibe of video games because you you said Silent Hill that reminded me of the Silent Hill movie, which led me to something else. 
Did you see uh, the Assassin's Creed movie? I did. Did you see it? No, was it any good? It didn't really look that great to me. Here, here's what it was. Remember okay, Prince this is Persia? immediate no. This is immediate no. All right, yeah, go ahead. Remember Prince of Persia? Oh yeah, I remember it most. It was kind of like the Prince of Persia, but better. Oh, okay. So still, just it's, like it's not, yeah. it wasn't bad. I would say it was still enjoyable. It's just one of those ones, like okay, like I kind of sat there and I was like. Why is it PG-13 for starters? Yeah, why is PG-13 for a super mature... Well, that's not really that mature raid game. I always, I will say this. Assassin's Creed is one of those games that it has... It's like a borderline mature rated game. You know what I mean? There's some they of those... They say vid- fuck a lot. I know that. I think they do in like the... But they don't say in the past nearly as much. Okay. Like, I don't... You know what I mean? Like, because to me, Assassin's Creed, that's one of those kind of games that if, if you want to have your 10-year-old play a game, like... You know, that and Halo are those two kind of games. Like, yeah, just because they're really mature doesn't really mean they're, like, super mature. You know what I mean? They're, they're like, borderline. My big thing with Assassin's Creed, my biggest hang-up is I don't give a fuck about this future shit. I don't that's, give... that's the biggest downfall of the movie is the future stuff's, like, half the movie. Yeah, I figured it would be as much because, like, okay, so we're just going to go back in time. People are going to be thrown off by the old-time, old-timey stuff, you know, so... I just, I had a feeling it was going to be that, and that's one of the things, that's my biggest hang-up, because when I first played Assassin's Creed, I was kind of like, wait, what the fuck? And I'll say that, they did a good job of, of not advertising the fact that it's sort of a sci-fi game to an extent, mm-hmm. but I'm like, wait, why is this all computer-generated? What the f- Oh, okay, that, this, uh, that's happening. All right. Well, I think back in the original Assassin's Creed, I think the only reason why that future stuff was originally put in there is because they, they just did not want to have to deal with some fucking punk nerd... Going like, why the fuck do they have GPS in 1400s? So fuck they that said, guy. Well, that guy so shouldn't they, be playing they, fucking video games. That's the same asshole who like complains about. Okay, so you can get kicked off like a three-story building in Dead or Alive and just keep on fighting. That's yeah. fucking fake. Of course, it's fake. It's a fucking Your video, video game. Must be fun. You dumb cunt. But exactly, like I always thought that was the, that was the whole reason why. So they could explain menu systems and like warping and. You know, GPS and all that aspect of video games, which I love how you get something like Red Dead Redemption going back to that. Don't fucking don't, answer. Don't have to explain you why. This. Why does he have GPS? He, what the fuck? He has a good memory. John his Marston horse has GPS. Ha- John Marston has a fantastic memory. Yeah. That's all it is. And his horse is automatic. You know, you just give yeah. him a carrot. Next thing you know, he takes you to wherever you want to go. Yeah, exactly. And that's how I view it. Now, he, they, don't, they don't need to come up with an excuse for everything. It's kind of, you know. And that's the thing about Assassin's Creed. I remember by like 2 and 2-2 two, two and 2-3 two, and all those ones like that. They started to get to the point where, like, the future stuff was, like, there for, like, three scenes in the game. They're like, okay, pe- people don't like this as much. Let's just kind of, since we already started off with it, I guess we can't get rid of it just for the people who do like it. So let's just kind of keep it, like, on the back burner and have it there and, like, have 90% of the game focuses, if not more, in the world. And that's cool. Where when we get to this movie, I mean, it's a movie, so, I mean, if they focus a little bit more on it, that's not nearly as bad. But the downfall was is that there was only about five scenes in the past, if that even. I figured as much because I when saw... When they were in the past, it was cool. And I just kind of sat there and I had on like my hand list. I'm like, I just want to see if they have like the Assassin's Creed essentials. You know what I mean? Do they have the parkour kind of running around? And do they have the sword fighting? Do they have like the high jumps? Do they have, you know, things like assassinations and so on? And they had most of those elements in there. So that was cool. I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. And then, you know, when it gets back to the future, like, the, it does tie into the games. Because we went to see our buddy named Buddy, and he's, like, an expert on Assassin's Creed. And he's like, oh, yeah, this, this, and that. And they have all these elements and these characters from there. I'm like, oh, so that's cool. You're not, it's not the main guy from the game. It's a different guy, and this is still takes place in the same world, kind of? Or? Yeah, exactly. 
So okay. it's kind of like it's connected somehow, some way. So it's in the world of Re- of, Re- of Assassin's Creed, yet it's a different guy. So it's kind of like down the road, kind of. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. So it is kind of connected somehow, some way. At least that's what I kind of was told. So it did have those elements, but the thing about this movie is even though this movie looked like it had this humongous budget and everything like that, I think it actually had a much lower budget. Because this sounds so weird. Everything in the movie was like smoky and mm-hmm. foggy, which always just goes to me. It's like, oh, that's an easy way to make the details not have to look nearly as good. Okay, so we're going to show old-timey Spain. We'll throw some dust everywhere. Dust everywhere and smoke and smoke, just and smoke. To like a. They just go into like, you know. It's all they, CG smoke, so I don't know why I'm making these motions like they're actually <laughs> stirring up the dust. They, and like work. They, just, they just go to like a Ren fair. <laughs> it's like, all right, go now. Well, it's weird because like, you know, the first thing, like the first time you ever play like Assassin's Creed, and especially the old ones, but I think probably this just the same the new ones. You know, you stand up there and you're it's like you get on top of a building and you're like, holy fuck. And I remember like on the 360 days and PS3, when you it was almost like you could stay up there for a while because you're like, look how I can see this humongous town and I can go to anywhere in it. It's like fucking mind blowing, you know? Yeah. This movie did not have that ginormous aspect. It was kind of weird. It was like, it was all like. Small and that's the problem with most video game movies is they're afraid to actually. Well, here's the thing I feel like the ones that most video game movies don't want to put a lot of money into it, and the ones that do want to put a lot of money into it maybe don't really understand the game so much. Like, like, uh, uh, Resident Evil because Resident Evil is probably the one that gets the most amount of money put into them, but they know those game movies will make. I wasn't going to say Resident Evil. That's a good example, but like at the same time, I think Resident Evil by this point has gone and done its own thing, and I'm not really, I'm not really a diehard. There's a time I'll say this. You could hear it on this podcast. Actually, there's a time I hated the Resident Evil movies. I'm not even a Resident Evil fan. It's just more I hated the movies because they're just so in. They're just they, they so, seem so in, inconsequential to one another because it's just like okay, this first one takes place parallel to the game oh that's kind of cool fuck that no next one going on to the second one like, okay this second one's okay i kind of like the idea it was parallel to the game but whatever mm-hmm. and then the third one comes out oh it doesn't fucking matter because a bomb went because they have this whole thing like there's a cover story and oh she 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 she's under the control of the bad guys and all this stuff happens so raccoon city you know and then all of a sudden all that stuff they came they dropped in the very end doesn't fucking matter because the end of the world happened anyway and she could apparently oh that mind control thing i can just fucking shake that off and it's by the same fucking writer so it's one of those things like it just got really fucking dumb to me that none of them but man who knows i kind of stopped watching them and i'm sure that like you know it's i think four and five are definitely a much better comeback Mm -hmm. like they did get better in that period because this i feel number one i actually like number one quite a bit that's that's a great movie maybe it just happens to be it came out the perfect time like what i was fucking like 11 or 12 years old fucking super obsessed with resident evil probably only just got into it a couple years prior so it came out like at the perfect time that it possibly could for myself Mm -hmm. and i really like that one and two when I remember seeing theaters, it was still like that jacked up, like, fucking Mountain Dew! Fucking even... Resident Evil time! And like, so I really enjoyed that one. And then I did get to a point where I started become like the movie snob of like, you're kind of like post teens, where you're like, you know, those Resident movies just aren't that good. They really just captured the game much better. And you know, I think there's a period in anybody's life where they all become a movie snob. We like, kind of do, yeah. Yeah, we, I feel like. I, we both did at some yeah, point. Yeah, I just feel it was like the like, late, late, late high school. To like early twenties, I feel it was like the movie snob years, 
And maybe it was just because you get two in the movie, so you feel like you think you know more. Yeah. And then you just get to a point where you're like, fuck it, man. Let's just enjoy everything that we are grateful to be, like, blessed with from these fucking movie gods. And just, <laughs> like, it's okay. And then you get back, and then you watch Resident Evil, and you just watch them for what they are and go, they don't have to be the fucking games. They just have... It, just throw me in some elements I know of the games and give me something different. Fine. Whatever. And then they become great movies. They're fun. I mean, don't expect them to be like these like fantastic like stories like they are in the video games. But for the most part, like I enjoy. It. I can't wait for Resident Evil Six to come out in theaters. So I'm looking forward to that movie more than almost anything else next year. Well, not anything, but a lot of things. Not, not anything involves Batman in it. Oh well, that one right there. Like, um, like, I, but I'm at the point now. Once I think I saw the trailer for Five or whatever, I was at that point where I was just like. I don't care to see it, but I'm not going to be one of those people like, oh, it's so fucking dumb. Because at the time, I was playing Resident Evil 4, and I wasn't really, uh, I didn't really, I'm not an expert on it like you are. But at the same time, it was more of just, it wasn't even like, oh, it's not following the game. It's more of, it's just, none of these, they're all sequels, they have nothing to do with the other. You yeah. know what I mean? And that just seemed kind of dumb to me, especially since it was probably the same writer the whole time. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and then also, don't get me wrong. This is gonna sound very fucking shitty and dumb, but it's kind of like there's like you, every so often you'll get that fucking nerd who like Superman's so fake. It's like no fucking shit, he's fake. That being said, so is Jesus. Yeah, that, that <laughs> let's, being, let's all get this. Out. Yeah, it's his birthday. We know, but <laughs> someone had fucking say it. You know, <laughs> but, but um. Merry Christmas, folks. No, but uh, there's the part where, like, in the second one, where it's just like, okay, 90-pound girl, fight 900-pound monster. Just, I want you two to fucking box. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that's like, granted she wins, but that really seems so just silly to me. I don't know, don't ask me why. It's just kind of, it's not one of those things like, Fight to the death because, you know, I want him to kill you. It was those things, I want you to prove you're better than that thing. It's just like, I mean, Grant, yeah, she does win, but it's like she kicks it in. I know she impales it by kicking it in to a fucking, like, sharp rod or whatever. But it was still just one of those things just sounds so dumb to me. Just like, you know, like, here's some, whack, here's some like, metal wax sticks to beat this thing. I don't know. I know that sounds like a dumb complaint, but it's just one of those things that really just stood out to me. It's, I've never gotten over it. Just like... How does that even, like, nearly a fair fucking fight? Yeah, no, that, that is kind of it. But I think that's the thing, though, is if you just take things for what they are I know, I know. And, it just, and you just go, hey... They this- throw that cock on the table, you just say thank you, may yeah, have another. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Goddamn right you should be grateful. Because <laughs> here's the thing, at the end of the day, we could not have anything, and... Yeah, I know. We I would know. never know. But going to Assassin's Creed, here's the thing. I'm not saying the movie's bad. It actually... And it's probably one of those maybe the more you like Assassin's Creed, maybe the more you might like it. And stuff like that. Like I did, I did enjoy it. It just wasn't as amazing as it could be. And here's also the other stuff. This year has been kind of the comeback year for video game movies because you know, in a sense, other than if you if you minus out Resident Evil and some of the straight to DVD ones, there really hasn't been a whole lot of video game movies in the last three or four years. It's been kind of like yeah, you had, you had, a you dead had, zone. You had the, uh, the the Warcraft movie. Yeah, that's this year though. Yeah. I'm saying beforehand. They kind of come in. They'll come in waves. They'll be like. They'll be like a few that kind of come out all at once, and then they'll. Well, be... the thing was is like by you know the late 2000s, you know there was a huge wave from about 95 or pretty much from Super Mario Brothers all the way up to about 98, and they got more and more and more, and then all of a sudden they just kind of fell off the bandwagon, and then yeah, there's always been kind of straight to DVD ones. I'm not going to really count those ones nearly as much. Not saying that they're not good. It's just. And theater-wise, they've almost been kind of forgotten, except for Resident Evil. Resident Evil's been the one to come out. And other than that, though, I mean, like, in the last six years, disincluding this year, there really hasn't been a 
whole lot of video game movies. It kind of fell to the wayside because of comic book movies for the moment. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of took it over. Well, it's the same. It's almost the same like fan basis to a certain extent. So you yeah, think they would, you think, you think they, they would kind of continue it? Well, that's where this year was kind of the comeback because you had Warcraft, which was really good. Even though I never played Warcraft games, but the movie itself I thought was really fun and really entertaining. Then you had Ratchet and Clank, which it was okay. It had its moments. I could see what they were doing. I just wish it wasn't nearly as kitty for the fact that that game series freaking edged out for its own audience. Why would the movie go backward? But maybe that was maybe they had this idea that we should go back Build to the beginning. Up to it. Yeah. You know, and so that tried, and then you know you have Assassin's Creed, and then there was the other one. There was the King's Glaive Final Fantasy XV movie. Holy fuck, mind blowing how amazing that movie is. I mean, probably was one, maybe not nearly as. Did it come with the game, or did you buy it separately? Mine came up because I got the like the rape edition of Final Fantasy, where it came in the tin case, and it had the cool like '90s artwork on it and everything like that, and it came with the Blu-ray of that movie. And I popped that thing in once I finished Final Fantasy XV, and one that really connects into the game well which might make me go if you didn't really play the game the movie might not be nearly as <laughs> you almost be like why do I care nearly as much if I didn't play mm-hmm. the game but it is kind of its own little separate story that does tie in but not enough that you have to sort of play the game mm-hmm. but just like Jesse Pinkman's the one running the uh, the military or something yeah they got him as the main character if you watch the English one mm-hmm. so they have um, which actually the English dub was actually really good I just decided I'm like eh, I'll throw that on whatever see if that's and that one it worked out well but it was actually just, like, the graphics in it were, like, so fucking good. Like, you're just looking at this, you're like, oh, dude, this is such the future of, like, fantasy movies right here. In a sense, it's like, because I started thinking about it while watching, like, why even fucking pay Robert Downey Jr. 50 fucking million dollars when you could just get somebody that you could pay $5 million and have, you know, just a good name as job? Because here's the thing, for video games and things like that, you're not selling Robert Downey Jr., you're just selling Final Fantasy. You know, I think in the future, once there's more and more gamers, like, not right now, the reason why we have to put Robert Downey Jr. in a movie is because... He's trying to get rid of RDJ, that's all it is. Well, not, not that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't got a problem with that. I just use it because he's a perfect example because he's yeah. like one of the most expensive actors and the whole reason why you have to have him is that you couldn't just sell Iron Man with some no-name actor. That would, that would get all the comic book fans maybe in. But you would never get like your parents and grandparents and all those people in, and the people who don't care about comics, without having Robert Downey Jr. But I think in the future, you know, for this goes for video game movies especially. Nobody gives a flying like. Here's the thing: whenever you put an actor in video games, like a famous actor, people flip the fuck out anyways because it sort of ruins the experience. It almost like takes you out. Hideo Kojima's in love with that. Yeah, he has the he has his new game coming out. I think there's there's two people in that new game. There's the guy who plays. Uh, He's the guy that everybody loves from Walking Dead, and he was also in Boondock Saints. I forget his name. Yeah, the and, guy with the, the down hair in Boondock Saints. Yeah. <laughs> it's, then, like, it's like, down hair, up hair. <laughs> Good way of remembering it, yeah. <laughs> and then there's the guy, I don't remember his name, but he's the guy that played Hannibal in that show, and he was also the bad guy in Doctor Strange and the father in Rogue One. Huh. He's in, he's in that game. See, to me, it's like, I'm not saying, like, here's the thing, it's like, one, I just think it should stick to voice actors, and, like, that's fine, because the thing about voice actors is, Unless you get super into voice acting, I don't feel like they kind of take you out of the game. When you kind of have a full-on actor, especially when they, like, put him in there of graphics and everything like that. Mm. It's different if it's a movie game. If it's, like, 007, you know what I mean? That's fine. If it's something like a tie-in, that's okay. If it's a Lord of the Rings game or something like that, that's cool. But when it comes down to other games, I feel like it does kind of take it out. And I know some people like the actors, but I think for the most part, most people, they don't give a flying fuck. Like, just because you put in some slightly famous actor... That's not really going to affect the sales of a game. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing. Is gamers, they buy games based on games. Or people that watch movies lots of times go to movies based on actors and who they know and like and so on. You know what I mean? If you're really in the movies, you'll go on a concept alone. But that's the main thing there. So I think, you know, let's say 20 years from now, maybe not even that long, but once, like, you know, mostly every, like, the majority of people are all gamers and so on in the world, you know, why, if you're going to make a Final Fantasy movie or even a Resident Evil movie, you could make it all pure CG, save a ton of money, have it be, have more special effects than anything else, and at the end of the day, you don't have to, you know, that $50 million you would have spent on an expensive actor could just finance the entire movie almost. They they did almost make not almost actually they uh, I'm not sure if you, I'll send, I'll show you this thing if you haven't seen it I'm not sure if you did uh, the the guys who made the Ninja Turtles movie the CG Ninja Turtles movie and Astro Boy that animation studio really wanted to do a Legend of Zelda movie and they made a two minutes is that um, the Majora's Mask thing no they made a two minutes pitch for what a Legend of Zelda movie would be. And it looked kind of like it looked kind of like the similar art style to the Ninja Turtles movie. Kinda, it looked a little westernized, but you could still tell who was who and all that. Mm-hmm. And you know, ever since the Mario Brothers movie, Nintendo has been very, very protective of the other stuff. So, like, you like, we appreciate it, but fuck off. So, <laughs> just like Nintendo, Shigeru Miyamoto, fuck off. He's just giving thumbs up, smiling <laughs> with an autograph. <laughs> In a free in a free copy of like whatever new Zelda game just came out. <laughs> yeah, Mario Run. Like, oh, all right. Well, that was nice. This is before that. This is like this had to be. I I didn't. This has apparently been out for a while, but I found out about it just a few months ago. Um, yeah, it's literally you see a caravan going through a canyon and some Hyrulean guards, then like some different monsters, goblins, and just recognizable Zelda like creatures come out. Ganon comes out, he looks a little younger, a little bit more like, he a lot more barrel chested, looks kind of like, without, without give, he looks kind of like the Ganondorf version of, I guess, the character that Patrick Stewart played in the Teenage Mutant Turtles movie, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah. Kind of like, kind of younger, but kind of slicked back, kind of barrel chested kind of guy, sort of, or kind of like Alfred from Beware the Batman, mm-hmm. something kind of like that, but younger and long, long red hair. And then like, you know... Zelda and Link now, come how, out. Was this more like cartoony graphics? Like Ninja this Turtles? This was cartoony graphics okay. like the Ninja Turtles. It wasn't and, like Final Fantasy, like realistic No, it, it was very cartoony. And it looked, it was, it very much fit that same style the Ninja Turtles movie was. And then you see Zelda and Link get out of the caravan, start fighting off these monsters, and then it ends. It's like a two, three minute video. And it's like, it's interesting. It's like, it's kind of one of those things that kind of trips you out sometimes. Like, as a, as a fanboy, it kind of, as a, as a fanboy of some of this stuff, it trips me out when I think about there is a script to a Cowboy Bebop movie sitting somewhere in a sitting somewhere in a filing cabinet somewhere in 20th Century Fox. Yeah. Or there is that these guys had to at least have a story outline before just jumping in to do. Oh yeah, we're just going to do like this animated short, which probably cost thousands of dollars. Fuck no, they had a, they had at least a story outline before they yeah. presented that to Nintendo. But when Nintendo said "fuck off," here's a dick pic. Yeah. Now, I now so it's one of those things that kind of just trips me out going, like, what could have been, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why, like, but I am at this point now where when I think about video game movies, like, I, that's why I think the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, it should literally just be all CG. They want to do, so. do a hybrid, but, um, which we even talk about that uh, uh, Dave Miller, Chris Miller, is it Chris Miller? Um, the guy who did uh, Deadpool. He's not directing it, but he's an executive producer, but he's a head of Blur Studios, which is an animation company. Mm-hmm. And one of his main guys 
is directing the movie. Oh, huh, that's pretty cool. So that right there is like interesting. It's like it's not it's not a well known name or anything, but the fact that like okay, I trust this guy. You all like Deadpool, right? Yeah. So I think it's one of those things that, that once you actually kind of got his name as an executive producer, one of his main guys on it. That gives you hope, and it's somebody who has uh, who has like experienced the animation. I'm just glad. No, it's like someone who worked on the Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you don't want that, like. Which I got a feeling it's going to be kind of like Alvin the Chipmunks meets Transformers. I got a feeling it's going to be something like that. Yeah. But I'm hoping for the best. You know, maybe something kind of like the Ra- how the Ratchet and Clank one was. I'm assuming it will be something like that. I'm hoping it's not. I'm hoping it's kind of. I mean, people say apparently. You know, I thought we were being like original. We're like. Get Edgar Wright to do it, but like, apparently that's what there's a petition. A bunch of people saying Edgar Wright for Sonic, for Sonic, yeah. Huh. But I mean, I don't know. I just think that he he because Scott Pilgrim shows he knows video games. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's good choice there. But I think we will reach that point where people will be more okay with CG and not so thrown off by CG. Well, I, I think that's sort of it because like it's one of those you know I've always been thrown off by not really thrown off by CG. It's weird. It's like I, there there was a time period where it's like no no. Each one's in their own separate place. CG's for video games, live action's for movies. You know, like, you don't combine the two together. Mm-hmm. And I know nowadays we kind of got the point, but you know what? I watched some of that Final Fantasy one, and it's like, dude, they, they are, like, so close. They are so close to saying, why the fuck do we even need an actor anymore? It's, well, that, that, it that was so in, damn close. That's initially why they started Square Studios, and then that went under because Spirits Within didn't do nearly as good as they hoped Yeah, because Spirits Within's kind of like the start. And then you have Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Even though it's got a little bit more of an anime look, it still has that pretty hyper-realistic look. And then King's Grave is just like, t- takes that spirits of and the Advent Children just goes like so far to the next level. It is mind-blowing how good that movie looks. It looks so amazing. And it, I just kind of looked at it like, dude, this is right here. Like, dude, you can make the movie for so much cheaper just by doing it all in this style. And I just think of like, for, for video game movies, I think that's like the perfect place to like test them all out on. You know, it's just make, you know, they, you know, they got Final Fantasy. We'll keep making more like that. And the thing about that one I felt, felt really nice too, is that it did feel a lot more like Final Fantasy. I guess because the, the Spirits of Fan, I think the reason why, if they would have just made that feel just really Final Fantasy in the beginning instead of trying to do some sci-fi movie, because it's a cool movie, but I think it threw everybody off at the moment because it's like, oh, well, that's not what Final Fantasy about. There's no summons. There's no like magic or anything like that. I think it's because like, it, it seemed kind of like it was trying to be sort of like alien. Like, well, how do we reach to Americans? Well, not doing the shit we usually do. So, yeah. I think that was almost the way, and that still didn't work. So, you know. Well, it's uh, funny, because this Kingsglaive one, you, you look at this movie, you're like, this thing should have went to theaters. It's like, it would have been perfect. It got a limited release. Like, yeah, but that's not like really going to theaters. Though. Yeah. That, just because you go to New York and L.A. I mean, like, it should have been, been like Spirits of Finn where you could have seen it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, Spirits of Finn played at like a five, you know, cinema theater back in the day. Go, go figure. Mm-hmm. So, but I just look at that, I'm like, dude, that's such the way to go with these video game movies. Too bad that, like, this year's kind of been, as things, King's Graves, Glaive's the only one that I will say it's like, oh, that's a fucking amazing movie. Well, actually, Warcraft was pretty darn good, too. The thing is, there, I, I know that a, a real, like, because, how do I put it? Because I know that you and me, there are video game movies we both like, but we, we're, but you know what I mean when I say we're still waiting on, I guess, the real game changer video game movie. And well, the thing is, I, me and you, we really like them, but there's... I, what I want is there, there needs to be the one that's like the Iron Man or the Dark Knight or, or the Dark Knight where it's just like oh fuck everybody and their mom has to go out and see this and people just love it like that's those are like the two best examples because they kind of came out at the same time Dark Knight and Iron Man that in a sense changed both Marvel and DC like and almost legitimized both of them that almost put them on the certain paths they all went down because Iron Man I think is you know take Iron Man out and make that like take away most of the humor to that movie mm-hmm 
I don't think people really give a shit. I think it's Robert Downey Jr. really that kind of really sell. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jeff, Jeff Bridges and um, yeah, there's a lot of people in it, but Jeff Bridges and Howard, uh, uh, Terrence Howard, like they all do a good job in that movie. But I think it's really just the humor and kind of how lighthearted. Because I think so many superhero movies, they were lighthearted before, but they didn't have so much humor and they didn't have like a character like Tony Stark who was just like spitting one-liners out so frequently, but they actually were funny. They kind of drive it into the, like you said, they kind of drive it into the ground a little bit in, Aven- in uh, Iron Man 2 and Avengers. Yeah, Iron Man but 2, not, not nearly as bad as actually Avengers. I actually, I like Avengers so much more than Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is my least favorite of all the Marvel Cinematic huh. Universe. But um, I think just because I think that movie should have been just been going, like we're getting into the action. Yeah, There's just it, a lot of him just hanging out, just contemplating... What he's going to do with the rest what of his life. What is life? What is life? And they're, <laughs> they're trying to do the demon in the bottle story without actually showing him drinking a whole lot. So... Yeah. And that's just kind of like, you know, just have more punching. <laughs> no, that's all you could have nearly needed. But, um, yeah. You know, it's one of those things that I think that... Uh, where's it going with this? They're both those kind of said, because Dark Knight's like, they like our shit gritty. And then Iron Man was like, they like our shit kind of funny and lighthearted. Yeah, exactly. It kind of had two different paths. You know, because I went back and I actually, because I was reading like the before Watchmen comics because they came on sale a couple months ago or something like that. And those things are fucking amazing. So I was watching Watchmen again, the movie. Every time I throw that one on, I'm like, dude, this is like one of the most perfect movies. I would say like one of the top ten most perfect movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Funny thing is because you were so against, I'm not trying to throw you on the <laughs> I, I know, bus here. When it first came out of the trailer because I was like, what the fuck is this shit? Because that was that point when you were kind of like... They need to stop making comic book movies because they usually suck. They don't catch the spirit of the comics. You're that guy yeah, just for like... I, I, I was like the super... That was like during For like a, a year. For like a year, maybe. Yeah, if maybe not. I, I feel like the, that, that period is actually longer when I think about it in hindsight. But. And what I... All I did... All I did, I was just like, yeah, I don't think that this could be that good of a movie. Whatever. Then I just... I literally... I, I literally like... I just want to show you this one scene. And I show you the scene where like, you know, comedian fights... Uh, spoilers. Mandez at the beginning... And the whole, like, opening credits, like, that actually looks kind of cool, you know? And then you let me borrow it, and I sat down and watched it, like, well, that's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was the director's cut one, and I went out and bought, like, the super extreme, like, ultimate cut version that adds, like, another half an hour into it, so it makes the movie, like, three and a half plus hours or something like that. And that one alone, it's like, it, it would be the version to be kind of weird to show to someone who didn't know what Watchmen was, because they'd be like, why is there a pirate animation in between all this stuff? Yeah, but I, mean, I think for the person who likes the book, it's like, oh, dude, it's so good. But that, the, yeah, the when I watched that movie, every single time, it's just like, it is literally one of those movies. There was absolutely nothing wrong with that movie, and it's just like so good all the way through. I feel like everybody they pick for it's like ultimately perfect. Like there was so much great stuff, you know. It just it blows my mind every single time I watch it, you know. And I've probably only seen it maybe five times because of how long it is. But just every time I watch it, I just go, dude, this is probably. I still think that's actually my ultimate favorite comic book movie of all time. I think that one, by far, is just, it captures it as perfect as possible for a live-action movie. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of those things, I remember seeing it, and I remember like hearing mixed things about it, then going to see it, and then just really liking it. And like I'm okay with the, the ending they changed. I actually like the ending more in the movie. Because it's one of those things like, where's Rorschach going? Down to 7-Eleven. Why? You get a Slurpee. It's fucking snowing outside. Uh, you know Rorschach. <laughs> I, I love how he just kind of like walks out. Like, what was he expecting? He's a fucking on Antarctica. <laughs> and I like how they kind of get them, they kind of give him like that moment. Where he knows he's going to die, but he's just like, Fuck He does it. But it's, it seems, in the comic, it seems so much quicker. In the comic, it seems so much quicker. <laughs> like, where are you going to get a Slurpee? You're not going to go get a fucking Slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's one of those things like, 
It happens, it feels, because you're reading it, it feels like it goes by so much quicker, but the com- combination of the music and him walking, and he says, like, he, like, he says, like, oh, you suddenly picked it, now you suddenly have a, now you suddenly give a damn about humanity. And then he pulls off, like, his mask, he says, what do you, and he's, like, trying not to cry, so yeah. what are you waiting for? Do, do it! it. Then, he's, then he just, like, looks at him. I like, that man's like, whatever. <laughs> no, he looks at him like he really doesn't want to. Yeah. He doesn't really know how to like, convey it. He's just like, do it! He explodes. And that's for people, they, people don't like Night Owl falling to his, his knees screaming, well, that's like no. His, that's like his, like, only buddy, really. And I understand that part. Like, I mean, I've heard, I've heard like, critics and writers complain about that. People who I respect and whose opinions I value complain about that part. But I still... I think that is great, because to me it's like... That's Dan's I, ultimate but like at the end of the day that because you know Rorschach is like the friend that like he's the shitty friend. He's the shitty friend that like you get along really good with and then like everybody else is like, dude, why do you hang up with that guy? He's a fucking asshole. He's like, Well, you know, he's pretty cool and he's hard to defend, but you know. Yeah, yeah. And like he even has like that that was just like cause it was one of those things like they just they just assumed he died out in the snow. And it was just like I kind of prefer that he at least get like someone kind of cared a little bit. <laughs> and the guy's like, Where'd he go? Ah, who fuck knows? Seven <laughs> eleven probably. Let's fuck. <laughs> yeah, just like just keep going because that's the thing. There, he was it, that like I heard Robert C. Cargill, who's someone I or C. Robert Cargill, who I really respect. I heard him talk about that in, in like a uh, podcast one time, and saying like the thing about that scene is it's meant to be so much more tragic in the comic because while they're busy fucking, he dies in the snow and no one cares. And I understand the tragedy of it, but at the same exact time, I feel like they would care. You yeah, know? nobody's just gonna. Obviously, somebody would be like, why is Rorschach just fucking walking out into the fucking Antarctic? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody... He... Dan already knows he doesn't have the right kind of uniform to be out there anyways. He tried to offer something better. There's also, like, that thing, like, people... Because, you know, it's one of those things people always, like, down on Zack's, or Zack Snyder. And I, you know... I would say that's about the only thing in the movie I could see... If the couple... And it's not that many moments, but if the couple moments of, like, the slow motion thing... I can see if that sort of bothered you, because that's almost the one thing you kind of go, maybe you should pull back just a little bit on that, but mm-hmm. once again, I'm not going to say that's going to ruin it, that's just one of those ones, like, it reminds me like he's trying to, like, slap his trademark in there. Yeah, which I, I can see him pulling back on, on, like, uh, that, here's the thing about Zack Snyder, I mean, people, if he's not their favorite director, or they don't like him, fine, whatever, but he has their own taste. But I feel like people are just looking to rip on him for, like, whatever reason by this point, because, alright, he came out with you know, Dawn of the Dead, which is both a movie neither of us really care for that much. But a lot remake. of people do like it a lot. But everyone else seems to love it. Like, I don't really care for the remake that much. The yeah. gore and the violence is good. Yeah, here, that's what I say. Actually, all the stuff Zack Snyder does, fantastic. I just don't like the script. And so it's too bad because it's by James Gunn, which is too bad. Yeah, it's too bad because, you know, he, he's done other cool stuff. Like, you know, he worked on with Lollipop Chainsaw, like, Suda 51. And who knows, maybe, maybe like, maybe, like, that thing got script doctored to death for all we know. Yeah, for all we know, maybe that's what happened to it. But I just don't like, that's what I don't like about it, is the script. And then, like, you know, he goes and does 300, 300 which, when it came out, everybody was just, like, standing up, jerking off to <laughs> how fucking manly this movie is. Yeah. And then all it took was just, like, literally a year or two years later... For everybody to say, you know what, that movie's totally fucking stupid, and it's actually a bunch of right-wing Republican propaganda, and it's just like, it, it just it, it's, it's it's weird how people can almost switch switch like that because three hundred wants to be one of those movies that everybody was fucking like, you get three hundred, motherfucker, I got the three disc edition, dude, yeah. fuck yeah, I'm trying to go Leonidas, bro, and then like you know, 
now it's like if you bring up 300, people are like, oh, fucking 300. 300. Like, what are you, gay and, like, Republican? Yeah, yeah. That's what, are you going to go to one of those parties out in the middle of, like, California with, like, Richard Nixon and fucking circle jerk for all night while you get drunk? Where you dress up, like, in goat masks and, <laughs> yeah. like, eyes wide shut kind of party. Whatever that thing, like, was yeah, that? whatever that Republican thing was that they go out in the middle of the woods once a year. Yeah, like... And get shit-faced drunk and then, like, fuck each like other. Like, old-timey, like... Like, old-timey, like, pagan tradition shit. <laughs> yeah, just one of those weird things where it's like, oh, okay. We set a tree on fire, we stand around and start jerking off! <laughs> Ain't nothing okay. gay about it! Well, that's you look into some of the old, like, Christmas, like, some of the stuff Christmas traditions come from. Like, pagan, combined with other stuff, which I don't all remember. A lot of it's, like, the whole thing, as far from what I know, from this thing I've... I, I can't I can't say I did a whole lot of research. It was just like a little uh, like a podcast I heard somewhere. They're talking about some of those traditions, like the tree. One aspect of the tree is just like you know what? Everyone's gonna die. It's fucking winter. So you know what you gotta do? You gotta fuck a lot. Stay hard like a fucking tree. You know. So that is kind of like this is our fuck tree right here, bro. You know. So let's throw some fucking lights on it. You know. That's kind of what it was all about. That's where the whole thing with the tree comes from, and apparently mistletoe. This is gonna sound like where the fuck did you hear this? But this is just stuff I've overheard. Who knows? Maybe it's varied from person to person. Mm-hmm. I've overheard mistletoe was representation of jizz from a god. So I was just like, oh, going to the mistletoe, you fuck under the mistletoe, and then they like lowered it down. Like, how we just start with kissing? See yeah. where we go from there. <laughs> Weird things like that. Almost pagan, though, and I, whenever I hear that word, because sometimes it's used by mostly Christians, it's kind of go, oh, fucking Norse pagan faggots. You know what I mean? It's almost like, it's kind of like a bad slang term. I mean, people kind of, like, embrace it now, just like other, you know, terms, but it really is, like, a very, like, negative term to use to be like, oh. Pagan for life, bro. <laughs> yeah, people pretty much, pretty much, like, do that. It's just, like, it's, it's kind of like, it's like the old, 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 like, nigga. What do you get down to it? Yo, what's up, my pagan? Yeah, what's up, my pagan? <laughs> oh, would that fucking Christian just call you pagan? Oh, fuck it. You gotta fuck him up now. <laughs> no, because that's almost how it is. Like, pagan, please. Like, pagan's not really a good term, like, for anybody who's kind of, like, of the north side. Pagan or Babylonian or whatever. Like, this actually um, just kind of reminds me really quickly. I just want to say this, because this, this thing made me laugh so hard. There was this book I was reading called Black Metal. Like, I've heard about it for a while. It's a comic book one. About these, like, two little black metal kids that pretty much were born of, you know a Norse god and now they're living in the world and whatnot. But whatever. There's this part where like they have this like adoptive mom and she's like taking him around and she's like, Oh, we need to go get you some new clothes for, you know, the Easter party coming up or whatever. And the two brothers just look, they go, Uh, we don't really go in for the new trendy gods. <laughs> We're all about the old ones. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Anytime somebody now asks me if you believe in Jesus or <laughs> believe in like Christianity or something, I go, Yeah, I don't really go in for the new trendy deities, you know. <laughs> Not really into that. You got a hammer? I can go with that. <laughs> so it's one of those things. I thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> but um, I guess what would the, what this all roundabout thing was going from was like, I guess the video game movies. Let's see, where are we at? <laughs> CG and the video game movies and all that kind of and stuff. Scott Snyder. Or Zack Snyder. Oh yeah, Scott, we're Scott Snyder. We, got, we, we went fucking around we're the world with all this stuff. Whatever. Watchmen was amazing. I don't care what people say. And video game movies I just think that it is getting to that point where like you almost could just do full CG for some of these things and I think that it could work out I know it's always still a hard sell to do serious CG people mm-hmm. will take Pixar CG any day of the week that's where something maybe like Sonic the Hedgehog would do maybe fun yeah, I still feel like Sonic the Hedgehog is still going to be a hard sell well, it's not going to work the same as like a Pixar movie well, where they're like hey come see you know 
One, one, what I would do, I mean, no one's asking me, and no one's, I'm not up for the job, so it doesn't really fucking matter, because it's like, well, what I would do, you know, but I honestly feel like if you want to do Sonic, you don't do, you don't go, like, uh, I think the best way to go about it, in all honesty, would be, like, something like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, that kind yeah, of tone that, and vibe. that kind of tone and vibe. Maybe it's... a Scott Pilgrim kind of tone and vibe as well. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think... Because, you know, I mean, truth is, even a lot of Sonic fans, by this point, like... Alright, you got, your, you got you know, Sonic fans like you and me. Mm-hmm. And then you got the guys who, like, are obsessed with Sonic to a level of, like... Well, here's my own OC, and I like, and here's an S- here's I made a backstory for Blaze the Cat or Big the Cat or yeah. you know all these other like I know a lot of these weird obscure characters, but like so many people just hate the fucking characters other than Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Robotnik. Every, they hate nearly everybody else. Yeah, there's those so, kind of people, and I don't. That's like a not like a Sonic purist, but but I'm not saying I'm not saying there's Sonic purists or anything, but I'm just saying like it's almost like. It's, it's a tricky sale. I think just, you know, do the, don't do the thing. Like, they're going to throw in a kid's sidekick more than likely. It's probably going to be a kid. I'm, I'm guessing. This is just my guess of what it's going to be. Um, be like Sonic X or kind of sort of. I imagine it's be something like Sonic X. A kid stumbles across a hedgehog and then he helps the hedgehog and then he helps the kid talk to the girl and at some point he's going to be hiding him in his room and then like, you know, you know I imagine something like that and maybe Robotnik might not even chase him into the other world. Robotnik might already be part of like the human world or whatever. Just like an, you know what I'm like? Yeah, it's not going to be a Mobius. It's not going to be... Sonic got there through like a time warp or something. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. I, I there's, there's so many things you could do with it, but I don't think they're going to do the things they should do. We'll yeah. see what happens. And I don't think it's going to be like the uh, director or what's his name... Um, Chris Miller fucking it up. I just think the you know it's just such the producers a, somehow some way. It's just such a weird. It really when it gets down to it, how do you? I think you can market Sonic pretty well, but I think the best time would have been probably like two thousand two or two thousand. See, this is why they need a Japanese director to kind of come in because the upside to Japan is generally when it comes to movies and things like that, the director actually has full control. Unlike. In the U.S., where sometimes the producers mm-hmm. can step in and throw in their change to kind of change things around. Like, they, when they pick a director in Japan and, like, their creative team, they're like, no, we picked that for a reason because we want what they got. This works on animes, too. That's why, like, you get a certain person in there, like, they'll choose somebody. It's like, no, no, they actually make the creative fucking decisions. There's not, like, a producer at the last second goes, no, 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 could you put my, my teenage sidekick? Or my teenage sidekick. <laughs> like, this doesn't even creepy. My teenage daughter is the sidekick. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I feel that's almost what you need, and I look at something like that Square Company, I hope that Kingsglaive makes a lot of money. I don't know if it really necessarily will because of the way it was marketed, but if you could get that company to fucking churn out a fucking game, or a fucking movie, every single, or every other year at least, of a video game, like, if they could just take popular stuff, like, make a deal with Sega. Let them do the fuck song, the Hedgehog movie. You know, make a deal with some of the other companies in there, too. And, like, go, you know what I mean? Like, something that might work right now because it's popular with the kids is make a Dark Souls movie. Make the Dark Souls mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. That, that will sell well. You know, because going back, this goes all back to this. And what you should do if you do a Dark Souls movie, just because I, I never played a Dark Souls game, but I've, I know it has this big extensive lore. Just make a story that takes place within the Dark Souls world rather than making trying to compact this whole nine hour, however, how many hours that game is, mm-hmm. into one movie. Well, yeah, but most of the games hit, hit. Run away, run away, hit, hit, run away, go drop your experience off. There is, like, some weird, big, convoluted, like, plot. But I know there's, there's a lot of story and stuff in there, but I mean, like, just mm-hmm. because the game's only takes 20 hours doesn't mean there's, like, 20 yeah. hours of story. It's probably, like, a couple hours of story, so enough for a movie. Sometimes you'd be surprised, though. I one time just went on marathon mode watching um, 
uh, Metal Gear Solid One, and that was like a four-hour movie without even without the gameplay. Yeah, sometimes some of those ones can be quite long, actually. Mm-hmm. But here, you know, you go to Assassin's Creed. The weird thing about it, I just feel like they they actually didn't put enough effort in that movie. It looked like they made it out like they were put they were throwing down some big bucks. I mean, it was coming out around Christmas for Christ's sake, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's like, oh nope, nope, we're, we're not. It's almost like. It was kind of like a B movie. I don't mean that in a, like a bad way. Like there's nothing wrong with B movies, but I just say a B movie for the fact that they didn't go the full distance once again. It was made with pretty much the same. I don't know exactly this how it was, but it feels like it was made with the same budget that you would have made Doom, or you would have made Silent Hill, or you would have made like one of the earlier Resident Evils with. Like it, it felt like it had about that amount of enthusiasm put into it, which I think it, for something as big as Assassin's Creed, you should have did that extra step. Well, it's something I noticed that when they do take a chance on, like, a big... When they do take a chance on a movie and throw a lot of money into it, it usually doesn't get a lot back. Maybe, I mean, I don't know how much... I don't know how expensive the Resident Evil movies are by this point. They look like they probably amped up their game a little bit on the pricing. Well, because I think because they know they can make the money back on those ones. But I think that something like... uh, I'm just going down the list of all the recent video game movies. And Hitman, I didn't see the second one. Hitman, you know, fucking... Assassin's Creed looked like it was going to be kind of cheap. The ones that were looked kind of expensive to me, maybe you can tell me otherwise I didn't see uh, Warcraft, but Warcraft and uh, Prince of Persia, and neither of those did really good in theaters. Yeah, Warcraft had the feel of like Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. It was really good looking. Like in that movie, once again, that's, that's a game I never played. I never really even cared for Warcraft. Never jumped out at me. You know, I'm not saying anything against it, but it just, it wasn't for me. I was playing Command and Conquer, you know what I mean? I want some fucking Soviets and some <laughs> allies fighting each other, not a bunch of, like, orcs and elves and shit. No, no. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's what I wanted. But the movie itself, like, I thought it was really cool and really fun. And Assassin's Creed, it's not that it's bad. Here's the thing, it's worth watching. It's just not as cool as it could have been. And then the other thing, too, is, like, when they go back in time, I'm glad they actually keep it all in Spanish when they are back in time. It's all subtitled the whole way. Like, that's cool. That's how it should be. But they do the thing when he's fighting, it'll be like, okay, he's fucking fighting back in time, swinging the sword back and forth, and then it shows him in, like, the gay, like, whatever. The, the Matrix arm thing. Yeah, the Matrix and, and he's, like, fighting it, and it just constantly keeps cutting back to that. It's like, well, we get it. He's in that thing. We just, the whole point of Assassin's Creed is we're supposed to forget about the future and focus on the past. You know what I mean? It's not about the future, it's about the past. And I just thought that the cutback back and forth, like, was just like, Why? You know what I mean? It's not like it's a CG version of him or he's wearing a mask or something and we have to see his face. It's like you could see his face the whole time. He's just wearing a hood. Yeah, I don't know. I, that, that, when I saw the trailer, I mean, I'm not running out of this has to <laughs> yeah, Adam, The trailer was like, you ready, you 15-year-olds? Yeah, and then once I saw the PG-13 label on it, it's not even like it has to be R, but that right there, I know that we need as many seats as possible, you know? Well, because PG-13, this is kind of the down of a lot of times when they do it. I mean, I understand if it's a Marvel movie or... Yeah, well, that's fine with something like that, but, like, in a sense, when when I see PG-13, especially when something's, like, a, you know, it's an R-rated, mature-rated property... It just tells me they're not taking it serious. That's how I felt about World War Z when I heard that. Was yeah, when it's P- all, all that says is, "Hey, we're not taking it that serious." Yeah, and it's kind of a bummer, but hopefully in the long run, you know, they'll get those dialed in. I, I you know, I, I keep I'm throwing out my money to all these video game movies. I've seen every single one this year. Well, there's some that go straight to DVD. I don't know if they're. Did you see Hitman Forty Seven? No, I, I didn't see. Any hitman, sadly enough, I kind of always want to because don't they have they have the other guy from Modesto? Yeah, Jeremy Renner, but yeah. The Which other I always guy, wanna, I always, Jeremy Renner and that guy. I wonder if they went to school together. I always wanted to say, like, me, me and James Calfieri, who was on this podcast some years back, 
we had a game show idea. It was called Timothy Oliphant or Josh Duhamel, and no one could ever get it right. It's <laughs> like, okay, Hitman, Timothy Oliphant or Josh Duhamel? Uh, Josh, Josh Duhamel? No, that is wrong. It is Timothy Oliphant. You know, <laughs> that's the same guy. The next question, like, I don't know. He looks so alike. I can't. I can't tell. Well, there's a couple other video game movies I did see. Like, there's like Dead Rising, and I think a second Dead Rising that came uh, out. Yeah, that straight to Amazon thing. I yeah, know. I saw the DVD thing or whatever at the store. With starring Rob Riggle. Those are like those ones where it's like you want to like support it just because it's doing something, but it's like, is that gonna be? Is that just gonna be any good? Well, like, I don't even like Dead Rising. That's like one of those... Dead Rising Four. Perfect. I, well, I haven't played it yet, but I did read some reviews on Amazon, and I was kind of surprised because they actually made the game. The way that we almost always talked about it. Because here's the thing. Dead Rising, amazing concept. I think the concept of the game is super far up there. It is. But too bad the games itself have always kind of been like... In a sense, you you got the 72-hour window. You just got to survive. And I always felt like you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want in that 72 hours. If you want to stand in the bathroom and jerk off for 72 hours, you should be able to do that. If you want to go out there just and press just, y over just and over. murder and murder until your heart's content... You should be able to do that. But they always found a way to be like, no, you got to save these civilians, and you've you got to bring them, and you know they're going to be retarded, so be prepared for that. Because like, their yeah. escort mission's like, come this way, and they just go like, running off into a crowd. Oh! Yeah, it's just, and then like you get like the stupid fucking, the show's only played one, then you get the stupid fucking phone call from Otis, and like, and like, you know, if he didn't have the HD cables, it was hard to read the fucking text because it was tiny. And then on top of that, it would just be like, the phone would just keep on ringing and ringing and ringing. Like, three paragraphs long of fucking dialogue come in. While well, you're being attacked. By fucking zombies. So it's just like, and then like, you get across to a, a boss battle. And it's not made to handle, like, boss battles. It's made to handle one-on-one battles with zombies. With, with a whole bunch, not one-on-one, but just fighting through a horde of zombies is what it's made for. It's not made to, like, take on, like, some Metal Gear Solid-style villain with a machine gun with unlimited ammo, you know? Yeah, I remember, because that was kind of a big thing there. And then even, like, in the second one, because I thought they would have fixed it by the second one, but the second one's like, no, your daughter has AIDS or whatever, like... Zombie, zombie, zombie AIDS. AIDS, yeah. So you got to find a cure every five hours or else she fucking dies, and then you have to restart. So it's just like, well... What's the, you know, like, you're, you're locking me down. I, and I always heard that off the record kind of fixed that for the second one because you play as Frank West again or whatever. And then Dead or, or Dead or Life. I heard the third Dead one's Rising better. Third, I, I heard it got better, but it still had those same elements. Well, number four, unless you like all those elements, because that's the only time I saw negative reviews on it. Because like, it doesn't have fucking escort mission and it doesn't have boss battles that are ridiculous. No, number four is like, nope, no boss battles, no escort missions, and no... You don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. You can do whatever you want to do. Because I hated the escort missions. Like, you didn't have to do the escort missions, but if you wanted like to get a good score, you had to do at least a couple escort missions. Yeah, so it sounded like number four was like, no, it's it's literally just the game of whatever you want to be. There's missions. You can do them if you want. You don't have to do them. I did like the part where it's just like, it's some dad, and it's like some like total like straight-laced, you know, Shirt tucked in, glasses, dad. She's like, "Come on, kids, we gotta kill us some, gotta kill us some scavengers now." But dad, I don't want to. Quit being a pussy, son. This is what we gotta <laughs> do. Like, I liked some of the villains you had to go against, but it was just like you know, the downfall is it, just, it was like the battle mechanics. It wasn't made for. It's made to kind of run. It's done. It's made to just smash through a bunch of zombies and just run through. It's not really made to handle like these like really you know like long lasting Metal Gear Solid boss battles. Well, the weird thing too is because the games generally. 
pretty darn realistic, just like the zombie part. Like, I feel like that's made to feel like, hey, if you were just running around in, like, George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead, this is kind of how it'd be. And then the boss belt would come in, and then it's like, no, it's super over-the-top and stylish. And just because you have a, a chainsaw, you have to cl- shoot this clown a hundred times in the head for him to die. It's like... He's a, yeah, and he's, like, juggling chainsaws on a unicycle, yeah. and he's, like... And he's on a mo- he's on a roller coaster. Just like, See, that's, that, that was one of the things that kind of took me out, because it's, like, it did, like, a mix of, you know, like, a way over-the-top game and a way... And try to be a realistic game. And I think it should stay more being realistic because I think that's what made it kind of cool. It's just like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. Here's a, I think if they combined the concept of Dead Rising with Resident Evil, I think you could make one of the coolest games ever. Like, picture this. I, I, th- I thought about this the other day. Take the Resident Evil two and three storyline. I say combine them together because they take place at the exact same time. They're both in Raccoon City. You know, three just kind of takes place on the outside of two. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. like two stories almost like in between threes. Mm-hmm. But picture the Dead Rising engine. And it's like, it's all Raccoon City, and you just go around doing your Resident Evil 2 and 3 missions, and you can pick, you start the game off, and you go, who do you want to be? Jill, Claire, Leon, or Carlos? Yeah, I think that'd be pretty that'd cool. That'd be a pretty sweet game, like, combined with Dead Rising? Like, why not? I think that'd be a good game, yeah, it's just because, you know... Because I mean, then you could have, like, the thousand zombies, like, when you go outside, like, the Raccoon Police Department, there's just, like, t- thousands of zombies coming at you, if mm-hmm. not more by now. Well, another thing I hate about, like, Dead Rising was, like, you'd have to cut to that courtyard, and there'll be, like, the, uh, military, there'll be, like, those, like, convicts that escaped, listen to some, like, Limp Biscuit ripoff, oh, yeah. and just, like, you know, um, it had that total, like, that, oh, here we go, kind of, like, part of the lyrics. Like, <laughs> that was the cool thing to do. Like, I don't know what it was. If you're, like, in a rap metal band back in that time, and you're trying to be all hard, the, one of the coolest things to do, I guess, was get a very high-pitched voice, like, oh, shit! You know, being a white dude, I don't get yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know. It, it was a common thing. But anyway, um, uh, but it's like you'd kill those guys. It would take a minute, like, finally, I killed these fucks. Now I'll get in their van and drive across this way. And then you come back up, those same fucks. They, not even they just regenerate and go back around. Like, I am not, that was like my right to the line. Like, I'm not fighting these fucks every time I have to cross through this fucking courtyard. I know, that was such a bummer. I don't know, I'm kind of like... I kind of want to get Dead Rising 4. One, I could use a new Xbox One game. It just sits there since Gears of War 4. And it, it, it didn't come out on PlayStation, so... But, yeah, it's one of those ones. I'm glad they... It sounded like, to me, they took out all the problems. And hopefully it actually will be a legitimate game. Because, once again, the concept's fantastic, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Combine it with Resident Evil 2 and 3, and I think you'll have the ultimate game. But that's just me. Yeah. But that's probably a good place to leave off at. Capcom don't give a fuck about us. They're not going to listen. No, they don't, they don't care. They'll be like, fuck you. You buy your Street Fighter 2017 pack. You want Akuma, don't you? We'll pay your fucking 30 bucks. Huh? <laughs> Dead or Alive does it. Guess what? We'll fucking do it. We'll take your fucking $600. Fucking take it. Have you seen how expensive Dead or Alive? It's like fucking $600 for that game. Really? If you, with all I, got core. Shit, I got the core. I got the, the core for free because the PlayStation Network. But with all this shit, it's like 600 bucks. Well, it's like, okay, season one, two, and three are all like almost $100 a piece. I Jesus kid you Christ. fucking not. Like, you look at it like... Holy what, they, what happened to days you just... Um, 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 what happened what the to the days... Fuck? How many days where you just, like, you know, you beat a couple modes and you unlock a new character? Nope. Can't do that no more? I don't think so anymore. I think those days... Are, I think those days... <laughs> I think that was the downfall of the DLC. It's I'm like, putting I'm putting my foot down. There's some games I'm just not going to buy now. I ain't buying Street, right, Street Fighter V for that very reason. It sounds cool, like, in the sense where, like, okay, you picture, like, Street Fighter Alpha 3, probably the best Street Fighter game there is. And it's almost like if somebody tried to sell you DLC back in the day, be like, hey, you know Street Fighter Alpha 3? Yeah. You know it's got like 40 characters on it? Like, yeah. Would you pay $10 more for like an extra five characters? Well, fuck yeah, I'd pay $10 more for five characters. You could just download them right into your Dreamcast. Oh, dude, that sounds fucking badass. 
The concept sounds great, right? Except for the fact they're like, well, they're instead of having backwards. 40 characters, let's just put 18 characters on the game and then make them buy the other 20 characters and have them spend, not $10, have them spend like three times more than they would have normally paid for just Street Fighter Alpha in the first place. I think that's what bothers me so much. That's the shit that's keeping me from buying fighting games right now. And it's such a bummer, too, because I love fighting games so much. It's just like, eh, but whatever. No more bitching about that part. Yeah. Check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, and music, and more. Till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we will see you some other time. Oh, before we go, I actually just want to give a quick shout-out to Cast of Mirth. We're on their holiday special, along with a bunch of other podcasts. Like, they got Lo-Fi on there. They got Paint It Black on there. So, just want to give them a shout-out and tell, tell, them th- ask, tell them thanks for having us on their show. Do you know what number it is? Uh, they, it's just the cast. It's the most recent episode, Cast of Mirth Christmas special. Okay, look up something that has Christmas and special. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more... Click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange.